Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. We're glad you're here. I'm Kevin McDonald, your host for this grand adventure, and I thank you for joining us. You see, our mission is to create a positive, personal connection to all things with courage and love. We invite terrific guests, interesting topics, and great conversation, all in a fun, entertaining way. And we always manage to learn something, too. So I hope you will stay right where you are for this episode of Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I am very pleased and excited to have the guests that we're going to have on for the entire hour. And um, if you are someone who knows, uh, well, basically, if you are a human and knows other humans, then she comes, what she's doing will come into play. Um, I'd like to think that it wouldn't, but it does and she's working to solve it i'm talking about domestic abuse abuse and uh in-home violence and workplace violence and school violence and and stuff like that her name is uh sabrina oso and she has uh a website which we'll get out early because i just love the name which she done has done with it it's ososafe.com so remember that, ososafe.com. And um, Sabrina, how are you today? Thank you for being on the show. I'm very well, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. This is so great. I We greatly appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you are uh, in talking about stuff that, that if we don't bring it out and give it some light, it's never going to change. And we we really need to initiate change in this area so that people don't live in fear of, of what's going to happen all the time. And and you're working on that. You're a TEDx talk um, um, speaker. You've got a great company. You're the founder. How did it all begin? What decided you to do this? Yes. Uh, well, I've had enough therapy. Uh, I've been in and out of therapy for quite some time to be comfortable enough to say that uh, I am a, a survivor of violence. My father beat my mother on a regular basis. It was pretty traumatic uh, up until I moved out at 21. And uh, police, um, it was pretty, uh, yeah, uh, um, it was pretty traumatic. And I did what I was supposed to do. I got my degree. I I did what I was supposed to do as far as university. I have a degree in computer science. And uh, however, when I moved out, uh, I, I, with my therapist, she said to me, Sabrina, you're a dancer. You have to dance. And I couldn't even think about dance growing up. Like I couldn't even bring it up. There was no one to take me. Um, so I began taking classes. I was completely submerged and immersed in the dance world. Um, I live close enough to New York City. So I was taking 12 classes a week, uh, voice lessons, um, uh, auditions. Uh, it, it was a very exciting time. And unfortunately, when you live with violence, you, you're, you're, if you get out of it, you're spending the rest of your life catching up because essentially your life is stolen. So you are 
trying to undo a lot of the damage that was done and healing. And um, so that's what I was doing, really. And I I loved the club scene at the time. Um, um, I was a heavy-duty clubber in New York City. <laughs> I loved it. I went to all the clubs. Uh, my favorite was the Limelight in New York City. And uh, my, I was so free on the dance floor. When I tell you, I just released so much anger and rage and uh, pain. And I'm a dancer. Uh, I, I, I've always been a dancer, but I couldn't pursue it until, unfortunately, later on. But I, I took a lot of classes and I, I was getting gigs, but I started writing a one-woman show called Home Sweet Home. And I play different women being abused. That's where, um, but she goes to her good place. That's where the dancing comes in. But then she's pulled back into, into the terror of violence. Uh, the show ends really strong, really empowering. And I did a lot of research for that show, and I could not believe the statistics that I was finding. I, I couldn't believe it. I knew my own trauma, but I didn't know how common it was. So I said to myself, I have to make this into a business, into a bona fide business with products and services that could really help people. And um, we're not a charity. We're not a nonprofit. We respect all of the charities and, non and nonprofits. However, um, to a certain degree, being a charity in this space keeps the problem in place. So I said to myself, what did I need growing up? What, what would have helped me? So I created products and services that I think we believe will will really change the face of residency um and i could explain that more along you know in the interview but um that's how Oso safe was born from a one-woman show and in fact i performed that show with my dance students at the time uh it was so great um i had one or two dance studios that i was teaching at and and they said yeah absolutely use the school use the studio space use the use the students that you're teaching um yeah so I, i'm very grateful for that a couple things first of all we do have a comment section and there are people that may uh, uh join us that would like to comment and and here is uh greta says thank you for your courage to share that sabrina i know thank that it's you. not easy thank you greta thank you uh thank you for saying thank you <laughs> i like to say yeah well, you know, it takes a great deal of courage to do what you're doing and to um, admit that, that, that you grew up in an abusive home. And it's hard to change that. And in many cases, as I'm sure your therapist has made clear, that that is something that can last an entire lifetime um, unless, unless you're able to get past it and you need help. Nobody can do it alone. You need, you need wonderful people to, to help you get past that, don't you think? Right. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, if you're dealing with uh, like your job search or a breakup uh, and a breakup, not because of violence, abuse, chaos, dysfunction. If you are dealing with uh, 
rejection because you're a dancer, you're an actor, you're a singer. It, it comes with the territory. You're dealing with rejection. All of that is a part of normal life. If you get bad grades, you know, if, if you're struggling, but that it's not due to violence, abuse, chaos, dysfunction, that's all normal stuff. But if you're dealing with violence, abuse, chaos, dysfunction, verbal, physical, sexual abuse, no one should deal with that. No one, especially children, we say at Oso Safe. So, um, and you can't, you're, you're absolutely right. There's no way to deal with it by yourself. And I'm so glad that COVID has brought to light that therapy it should be a normal thing. Everybody needs help with something. Everybody. Everybody's dealing with something, and COVID has definitely brought that to the surface. And I think we are more inclined to talk about therapy, going to a therapist. I love the commercials of um, Michael Phelps and I think Demi Lovato because Michael Phelps is a swimmer, an Olympic swimmer, and Demi yep. Lovato was a singer. And they have said on national television, I go to a therapist and they have a lot of pull. So it's it's very good that they say that and that they admit it. And um, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. And as we say at Oh So Safe, there's shame in not getting help versus getting help. There's a big difference. Well, Greta uh, says, and, and I, I believe it to be absolutely true, right. it's okay not to be okay. Because right. in order for you to heal, you have to go through it. Now, before we get too far into this, I want to play this slide so that people know what we're talking about and the degree of the dysfunction that we have in our society. And uh, can I do that now? Sure, sure. Okay. And I bring I bring this up and... Uh, so if you look at if you look at that, this is uh, um, some statistics that that uh, I pulled right off of Oso oh Safe, the website, and seventy five percent of victims have a chance of being killed after they leave their abusers. This is this is really shocking. One out of five adolescent girls are abused by their boyfriends. One out of seven men are physically abused, and two out of three children are exposed to trauma and violence. I would like to change the, the second one especially a little bit in that one out of five girls being abused means that there are one out of five boys that are, being, that are abusers. And that's, in my mind, is just not an acceptable statistic. Um, we, as, we as parents need to do a much better job, and I know that you've got a program for In the Home, in the home to help people uh, figure out how to do it better and to be, be better parents. Um, but, but that just, that just shocked me that, that one out of five boys are, uh, are, are abusers and they, and they, and they got that probably from abuse they have sustained at home. Don't you think? Yes, it is a cycle. Um, yes. And, and there's many more statistics. Uh, uh, and, and I, I bring them up because people there are some people that know how bad it is, but there are others that don't. And, and we really need to bring it to light. Um, a lot of it, 
I would say everything starts in the home. Everything. If we make homes safe, everything else will fall into place. Schools will be safe. Universities will be safe. Workplaces will be safe. Our public places will be safe. If you trace back all the school shooters, for the most part, they are their homes are violent, abusive, chaotic, dysfunctional. So then they go to school and they take it out on their teachers, on their peers, on an ex-girlfriend, an ex-boyfriend, uh, whatever the case may be. And we really do a disservice to our boys because we tell them from a very young age, practically in the womb, we say things like man up, uh, stop crying like a girl, you throw like a girl, don't be a sissy, be a man, man up. All of that is poison to a boy because you are teaching him to have hostility towards girls and future girlfriends, uh, the women in their lives that they will encounter. And, and then we say things like to them, you got to be a football player. You can't want to do tap dancing. That's for girls. Uh, you gotta, you have to be a scientist. You don't want to be a fashion designer. There's no one like that in my, in our family. Let them be, let children be what children will show you what their passion is. And as parents, we need to foster that, let that grow, whether, whether it's, and, and it works the same for girls too. If the girl wants to be a football player, if she wants to be a scientist, if she wants to be, um, whatever it is that she wants to be, let them be, let them be free to experiment and, 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 and make mistakes and and don't put these stereotypes and and they're very rooted in gender violence in gender gender inequality if you will um so that's our job as parents and and i, I like that you say that um and this goes for boys and girls um another another topic that we could talk about now or later Pornography is a big driver of violence, huge. I'm not talking about sexual freedom. We at Oso Safe, we are all for sexual freedom, but pornography is the opposite of sexual freedom. And um, there's a statistic that pornography is 88.2% physical aggression towards women. So when we give pornographic materials to our boys and girls for that matter, uh, our sons, our grandsons, our nephews, we may think it's harmless, but I could tell you we are teaching them to be violent, to be hostile towards girls, towards, towards women. Um, and if, if their sexual orientation is gay, well, whatever it is, you are teaching them to be hostile towards those people. So, um, and, and, and we say it also safe, do not provide any or, or encourage any pornographic material to our, our boys. You are actually teaching them to rape. You're teaching them to that girls like this and they like you to be violent and they want you to hurt them. It's, 
it, it's it's horrific. So so thank you for letting me say that. Um, Absolutely. And I have another another branch of pornography that I would like to discuss, and this is where the the woman is doing the abusing. But we could talk about that later. Well, you know, the interesting thing is about uh, pornography, and you're right. They have they uh, there was a study done really recently that uh, 85 to 90 percent of pornography, and in every film, in every film that they reviewed, there was a degree of violence. Uh, towards women that and and the other thing is it it doesn't make any sense to have a, a 10 year old boy or a 12 year old boy look at this stuff and say oh gee that's like real life <laughs> i'm here to tell you <laughs> that none of that is like none of that's real none of that's real life but because of the secretive nature of pornography they see it in their room when the door is closed and stuff that uh they don't have anybody to tell them uh that's not real life you're going to have, you know, so we, I, I really honestly believe that, that uh, honesty is the best policy. And, and we let people, these kids know that they're, these people are acting. Okay. They're not wearing clothes, but they're still acting and it has nothing to do with reality. Right. Right. And these are not healthy relationships. These no. are not, I mean, if you want to have a one night stand with someone, it's not about that. Or if you're in a relationship or if you're dating, it's not about that. These are very, it, pornography is all about, uh, the actual root of the word is, um, it's, it comes from Greek and it's the, I believe it's the filming of prostitution and there's pornography, there's child rape, sex trafficking, um, and prostitution. So it's all in the same family and all of that is, is beyond unhealthy we're talking about domination manipulation control these are not healthy relationships they're not healthy sexual relationships they're not healthy period so um and i i want to say that uh we again it, it's worth repeating we do a huge disservice we we think that it's harmless and schools, in fact, I heard that they get sex educators to the school and there are sex educators that talk about pornography and they talk about healthy sex or, or gender positive. And they'll say that pornography is a normal part of life, a normal part of your sexual development. And we are, we are here at Also Safe to say, look, uh, you're wrong. You're incorrect. I mean, look at the proof, uh, all of the crime, all of the sex abuse that goes on. Um, a lot of it comes from porn, porn, por pornography, the pornographic material. Sex trafficking is a big, the, they create or they encourage pornography. It, it comes from pornographic material, sex trafficking. So, it's a very, it's, it's beyond dangerous, beyond dangerous. Um, so, uh, um, it, it's all tied in with healthy relationships. What constitutes a healthy relationship? Uh, like you said, this is not normal and pornography normalizes violence. It normalizes abuse. So, and then we wonder why our boys rape by the time, 
uh, uh, they're 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. By the time they're in high school, that's why that statistic on my website, one out of five adolescent girls is abused by her boyfriend. Well, stop raising our boys to be abusive. Stop teaching our, our girls that, yeah, this is normal. Well, he's the guy. It, this is just the way it is. You're incorrect. You're, there are good boys out there. There are good girls out there good, um, in healthy relationships. This is what we have to encourage, what we have to magnify, what we have to practice. It's in, it's vital that um, I, I really honestly believe that it's community because you can't, you know, it's like you've heard that expression, put the toothpaste back in the tube. We're never going to be able to get pornography out of our system or out of our kids' hands because of the smartphones, because of the, the easy availability of it. And so what we need to do, in my opinion, is, is to bring it out like what you're trying to do, is to bring it out into the light, to let people know it's not appropriate, it's not right, but you need to talk to your kids about it. Right. You, can't, you can't just assume that they're just going to do what they're going to do and they'll figure it out. You need to sit down and say, that's not real stuff. Right. You know? And and even to the, I would even advocate to the point of sitting down and uh, watching it with them and letting them know what's not appropriate and the way it's not supposed to be. And that that's not a loving relationship and, and that sort of thing. So I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you because I think that it can be, it's, and it's long-term damaging to our, our entire generation. And by the way, this is the first generation or this, maybe the second that has had access to anything you want on the internet at a tremendously young age. Right, right. That is an excellent point, Kevin. Watch it with them. That is, I, I've never heard that, uh, but that that is excellent. Yes, that way you could point out, look, what what the, what they're doing is is. I don't want you to be in that type of, of that type of relationship where he's hitting her or she's hitting him and, and there's rape and there's, this is not okay. It'll never be okay. And excellent point. And, um, there's a great TEDx or Ted talk. Uh, his name is, uh, Ran Gabrielli. Uh, it's from Israel, Tel Aviv, Israel. He's a heterosexual guy. And the title of his talk is Why I Stopped Watching Porn. It's an excellent, excellent talk. And he really makes the parallel between pornography, uh, rape, uh, child rape, sex trafficking, prostitution. And he's a heterosexual man that stopped watching porn. And he, and he really maps out how everything is connected and how unhealthy this is and that he had hostility towards women that wasn't there before but because he watched so much pornography it was kind of really drilled into his consciousness and he's and he he said to himself i don't want to be like this i, I don't want to be this uh heartless insensitive unkind man. Um, it, it's a great talk. And, and I, I watch it from time to time just to even educate myself with Oh So Safe. Um, I highly recommend it. 
I love the work that you're doing and you're trying to get, you're trying to get, bring everything to light and that, and, and pornography is just one aspect of it. Um, it's also, you know, family relationships and, and working with the family and you grew up in an abusive household and uh, you saw your mother get beat, I assume on a, on a semi-regular basis. And, um, she was powerless to leave. Um, it was a, and one of the statistics that you quote is that even if you leave, um, if you've been abused and you leave that the chances that you're going to be either hurt or killed are very high. And how do you work with people and how do you work with, um, folks that have been abused to help them through that issue? Or how do we do that as a, as a society? Right. We developed something called the Oso Safe Home Sweet Home Package. And this will, right now, we are marketing this to the landlord tenant portion of the real estate industry, but we want this to propagate over all residency. But we're starting with landlords and tenants because this would be the path of least resistance. We're saying, look, Mr. and Miss Landlord, hire us. We will get your property Oso Safe certified. What does that mean? You purchase the home sweet home package and it consists of a policy, a seminar, an app and therapists assigned to the property. So just to give you a brief summation, the policy basically states, and this would be an addendum to existing leases. It it basically states, I, as a landlord, I promise to provide you a safe space for you to live. You in turn as my tenant, you promise to not act in any way, shape or form abusively. Otherwise, you, the abuser only, gets immediately evicted from the premises. And we go into full knowledge knowing that that would be the consequences. There's a waiver in the policy. So that way, there's no surprises. And you are held to a higher regard, a higher standard in a no-so-safe certified property. So that's the policy. The seminar, we educate everybody uh, the adults and the children on facts, statistics, warning signs, definitions of abuse, the difference between abuse and discipline, just to name a few items. So that way everybody knows, oh, I can't call my kid a brat, a monster, a prissy little bitch. You're ungrateful. You're a baby. You're a drama queen. All of that is verbal abuse. Oh, I didn't know that if I pulled my partner's hair, that that constitutes abuse. Now, you know, there's no excuses. That's the seminar. Then there is an app and this app detects violent like movements and captures them in real time, issuing alerts to the landlord. So let's say a landlord has 10 units. Wow. I just saw you beat the crap out of her in my unit two, and you just beat the crap out of him in my unit 10. This is grounds for eviction. You know that this would happen. So when you signed up and and in an also safe certified property, you are held to a higher regard, a higher standard. You don't get to act like a beast, like a barbarian, like a savage in your own in your own uh, uh, residence without consequences. So that is the the app and it's being updated right now. The fourth component of the package are therapists assigned to the property. As part of your residency, you are required to check in with your therapist once a month. Is everything okay? 
Do you feel like anything is looming? Actually, just to give an example, my kid came home with bad grades. We know we're not going to beat him up. We're not going to verbally disparage him, but we need help handling this. Please help us. So with the therapist, the therapist works with the resident and, and the child. So this is all on the preventative side versus waiting for an episode of violence to occur. And then cops show up at the residence, the whole uh, building, if you will, or the whole residence is all feeling uneasy, like, oh my goodness, what happened? Wow, I thought that they were they got along, but I did hear things and there's always kids screaming and yelling, kicking, slamming doors. No, not in an OsoSafe certified property. This is all the first level of OsoSafe certification. Now, there's more components to it, but just for the sake of the interview, I wanted to keep it as simple and as uh, simply descriptive as possible. So this is all on the preventative side. So we are really marketing this. I've been doing so many interviews to get the word out that we exist, that this package exists, that, uh, and we are also talking to insurance companies where we're saying, look, landlords should be rewarded where they are keeping their tenants or their residents safe beyond the heat, hot water, electricity, central air. They're actually getting their properties also safe certified and they should be financially rewarded. So we're saying, look, get your property also safe certified. Your insurance rates will go down and your property values will go up. So this is all it's like a puzzle and we are putting it all together with our services, with our products. Um, and to go back to my childhood, if I had this growing up, my father would not have gotten away with half of the things he got away with. I know it would have helped me in my own home growing up. So, um, and my mother would not have had to leave. See, I'd also say, we, and I say this in my TEDx talk, in my TEDx talk, excuse me, don't leave. Why should you leave? It's the abuser that has to go. You stay right where you are, you and the kids. And the abuser could be the woman too. One out of seven men is abused. So it doesn't matter what gender the, the abusive hand occupies. Abuse is abuse, and it's traumatic either way. So, so we're saying you, you stay right where you are. It's the abuser that has to go. So this is what, we're do, what we are doing, what we are introducing into the real estate industry, if you will. A couple of questions for you, though. Um, uh, how much to, put the, to, to become an oh-so-safe apartment building, as an example, also, um, they've certified. Uh huh. Yeah. How much? How much does that cost the landlord, or how much in rent does the tenant have to pay over and above what the market is? Uh, to to because that's there's a lot of there's a lot of extras that you're talking about here, including the therapy, which I think is a wonderful idea. I'm just curious how how you pay for it. We are introducing this with a a price value of $125 per unit to get your property also safe certified oh, and it includes everything this would be the first level of certification that's 
that is the only cost to the landlord, $125 per unit, regardless of how many people are in the unit, because the policy is an addendum to existing leases. The seminar is would cover that $125. The app, like I said, that's being updated right now. And the therapists, see, this is also good for the therapist because they have automatic clients if you will, because they are assigned to the building, to the property, if you will. You know, I was just thinking if I was a landlord, I would use that as a reason to have people come and stay in my place because I, I, I don't know if you've lived in apartments. I have in a lot of, in a lot of years I've lived in apartments and sometimes you don't feel safe because of what your neighbor's doing. And uh, or what the kids doing down the street or there's roaming around causing, you know, whatever it is. And this could be a great uh, uh, avenue for a landlord to say this is an oh so safe facility. And right. so we don't tolerate any of that stuff. And so this is a great place to raise your kids. Right. Right. That's what we that's exactly one of the perks, if you will, or the advantages uh, or the 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 major. Um, uh favorability, if you will, of, of getting your property also safe certified. We see, especially COVID has definitely brought to light many things. And like I said, one of them was mental health therapy, how necessary it is. And the second thing is, if you're not safe at home, where are you safe? Our homes have become our schools and our workplaces, essentially. COVID has, has done that. And if you're living though with an abuser, how are you going to work? How are you going to educate your children? How are you going to live? You can't, you can't. So, so we're saying, yes, get your properties also safe certified. And we are steering the real estate industry in this direction. Good because quite frankly, why would you want to live anywhere else? So we're saying this is a big um, uh, advantage to for for landlords, for property owners, and we see this also um, across the board. A single-family homeowner, um, whether you have a mortgage or not, whether you rent, whether you own, this is how it should be, Kevin. Nobody should live with abuse. Period. Over and out. No, I, I agree with you. Well, <laughs> to disagree with you would be would be really silly because, you know, nobody wants to deal with abuse. Uh, and there are deep seated um, reasons why it happens. And a lot of it's I believe that I believe in the seven generation theory, which is like, if you have an abuse, it can go back as far as seven generations in, in your house of, you know, the father abuses the kid, the kid grows up and abuses his kids and his wife and, and so forth and so on. And we have to get to the root cause of that. And I think therapy is, is you're right, is the way to go. And also, I think you're right. We have to come to a place where we say, I'm sorry, hitting your wife is not, uh, not acceptable under any circumstances. There's right. nothing that, that you should be able to do uh, and uh, abusive. Um, even, even, you know, when my kids were little, I spanked them. I'll, but I also determined at a very early age, it wasn't effective. So we stopped. 
because we right. wanted to, we needed to we didn't want the kid to grow up in fear we wanted to instill in him the discipline of how to grow up and if if you can't if that doesn't work then you need to do something else and you don't do it just to beat kids up excellent point yes um abuse instills fear discipline instills education and spanking um i mean we we def we say look you could get your point across without touching your kid uh if you have to remove them let, let's let's say a toddler is near a, a, a fire and they won't listen physically move them but don't hit them don't spank them don't verbally disparage them you can get your point across by just the look by having a very firm tone in your voice um they'll get it they, they'll they will get it so um and this is a practice uh you're, you're if your children have to know that wow i just got yelled at from mom and dad because I, the scissors was dangerous. And if I kept playing with the scissor, I was, it was going to hurt me or, um, I got punished. I got the car taken away because, um, I, I got involved with the wrong, wrong friend and they have to know why the punishment happened. Um, and that's all education. That is good. Children need to be disciplined. Absolutely. You cannot let them do whatever the hell they want and destroy property or mouth off to people cursing, um, or hitting. No, but however, you can't be abusing them. You cannot instill fear in them where they feel like they're not loved um love does not equal abuse and there's plenty of abusive parents that say oh i love my kid that's why i did what i did no you you are incorrect um there's a big difference between abuse and discipline and we make it a point in our oh so safe home sweet home seminar to uh um in the in in the in the classroom if you will a residency look, you're, you're going to know the difference and you're going to practice one over the other. And, and that practice is the discipline part, not the abusive part, because your child is going to fear you. And if, if anything, it's going to make them feel unworthy and they're not going to feel like they can accomplish anything. Um, there's a big difference between abuse and discipline and, and, and parents need to know that difference. And then what happens is if they feel unworthy, if they feel less than, if they feel like they don't amount to anything, they're going to be angry and they're going to take that anger and they're going to take it out on a girlfriend. They're going to take it out on uh, be a bully. They're going to do right. all of those things that we encourage kids not to do, but they're going to do it because they're not getting the love, the respect that they need at home. Uh, you know, one of our biggest problems is parents, generally speaking, have kids between 20 and 30. Their babies themselves. I'm a little older now, so I can say this. They're babies themselves, but we do not request or require anybody to go through parenting classes on how to be a good parent. We make them get a driver's license and, and stuff like that, but we don't do anything. You can have a kid at 15 years old and you don't 
have any idea what what's in store for you how to raise a kid and nobody's gonna nobody teaches you and that's one of our one of our big problems is we need we need community again and that's why i'm advocating for what you're doing because you're working to create that community again to where it's not just everybody all by themselves trying to fend for themselves and do what they think is right but when you're 25 and you were abused when you were a kid well you know my dad slapped me around a bit and it didn't do me any harm so i'm gonna you know it's 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 a continuing cycle and you're trying to break that cycle and thank you for that thank you well thank you for saying thank you um (laughs) uh uh, as i like to say and yes um it our uh, we have visions for Oso Safe, and one of the uh, more I'm hoping short-term, long-term visions is that in the hospital, before you take home this this child, right? You're born in a, in a hospital in a hospital. You are going to get Oso Safe certified. Otherwise, you don't get to take home this child. What is the point? You and this is the mother and the father, mind you. It takes two to make a kid, right? So the mother and the father, um, you need to be educated on on what abuse, the difference bet- between abuse and discipline, um, have them sign a document that we're going to practice safety. Otherwise, what is the point? In November of November 12, 13, and 18th, last month, there were four children that were murdered at the hands of an abusive parent Four within a matter of a couple of days in this country. I made a post about it uh, very recently. In fact, um, all four were young parents. Not that I don't know how much of that has anything to do with it. I mean, there's, it, it's about you and, 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 you need to be educated that, look, I'm going to raise this kid right, non-abusively. It's going to be about positivity, empowerment, encouragement, freedom of choice, respect versus verbal, physical, sexual abuse, beating. These four children, I think one was a toddler, two years old. Another one was three months. Another one was two months. And then another one was one month beaten to death. Uh, One of them, the mother was working at Walmart and the boyfriend was home sexually abusing her two-year-old toddler, uh, a boy, all dead in this country, New Mexico, California, Minnesota, and North Carolina. You know, one of the bigger problems is that kids face and i want to say i'm I'm sorry to interrupt you you're good if if where they're living they were also safe certified if the property was also safe certified it wouldn't have happened it would not have happened i'm sorry to interrupt you kevin go ahead no i I was i was just going to say that uh um when when you have like the the lady that was working at walmart she was young i'm sure and the boyfriend was young he should not have been in charge. And maybe the baby was colicky. You know, a three-month-old baby um, can sometimes will cry and cry and cry and cry and cry, and you can't get him to stop. And so you've heard of, I know you've heard of the uh, shaking deaths. 
where somebody works to tries to get them to stop and they just get so frustrated they just shake them out of anger and they end up killing them um and it's because those people shouldn't be they they really shouldn't be babysitting but they have no choice and they and a lot of times they have no role model to be able to tell them how to handle these kids so we as a society really need to make some substantial fundamental changes in how we deal with uh life itself in order for us to and to in order for us to make a difference for everybody and that's that i'm glad you're doing what you're doing thank you thank you it is indeed a practice you know it is indeed a practice and uh we really we do uh workshops in schools and universities and um children need to know that this is when they grow up and have their own children or if they're seeing mom beat up dad or dad beat up mom we make it a point to say look you don't want to repeat the same mistakes as mom and dad this is not your fault you're not alone things will get better um in fact i, I started something uh, on uh, on my youtube called Oso oh safe kids and I, i'm speaking to all children but specifically abuse children to give them a voice and to to say, look, we're here for you. Um, it's not your fault. You're not alone. Things that I wish I heard growing up. And, and in the Oso oh Safe certification, actually, there's three levels. I, I explained the first level. The second level is when violence ensues, when a parent or anyone is violent um, that's when we go in with extra therapy, but that abuser is out. They are evicted, expulsed, expulsion, if you will. That's the second level. The third level of also safe certification, when both parents are abusive, that child names someone that they feel safe with from the first level. And we keep that name on file, if you will. Um, it could be an aunt, an uncle, a close family friend, a grandparent. When both parents are abusive, an oh-so-safe adoption occurs where that child goes to that family member and takes them in to the exclusion of both abusive parents. Because we say at oh-so-safe, why wait until the child is 18 years old to have to let them have agency over their lives it's too late it is too late when both parents are abusive that child is learning um how to be a future victim or a future abuser and why when you can nip it in the bud get that child to safety at six years old five years old seven years old and where their health, well-being, and safety will be restored. Why wait until they're 18, where they're going to do one of one or a combination of the following: get involved in drugs, get involved with the wrong people, join a gang, um, or commit suicide? Why? Why? When you can nip it in the bud at five, six, seven years old. Children know who makes them feel safe. They know who makes them feel free. They know who respects them. So let that child go to whoever they feel that way, whether it be 
like I said, a close family friend, a family member, because I have to say the courts, the laws, the judges, the so-called child protective service agencies, it's horrific, Kevin. And I'm speaking from personal and professional experience. With an OSO-SAFE certification, you don't need any courts. You don't, because it gets resolved right in residency where, where it needs to be resolved. What do you need the courts for? And everything that we do at OSO-SAFE, I, I, I always advise with a small team of lawyers on a regular basis. So... <laughs> That's good because you're going to have to. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And and one of the lawyers that I consult with, she she specializes in family law and divorce. And she said, Sabrina, I have to say what you are introducing into the real estate in industry, into the market, um, you are short circuiting the entire process. And she said that as a positive thing. Um because we're, we are resolving it right in residency where it starts. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, clarify and, and, and say that really. I would find it interesting if, if, um, as you, as you get, uh, various properties up and running that you are able to do a statistical analysis of what, it, what is life is like in an oh so safe home or a apartment complex versus and you know the crime rates and the number of times police have to come by and all of that versus a normal one to see if the statistics are are different in a meaningful way yes that is our intent that is our intent a uh, proof of concept if you will exactly. yes absolutely uh and when we do our seminars in 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 properties um I actually say to the residents, look, um, you are kind of our ambassadors or our witnesses, if you will. We want you to say, to share this on your social media. How is it like living in a no so safe certified property? Do you feel safer? What are some things maybe that we need to improve upon? But do you feel like Wow, I, I want to rate. I'm so happy that I'm here. I, I know that there's not a rapist in the building, or there are systems in place to evict them. Um, is there are the likelihood of cops showing up or screaming and yelling? We keep watch on each other. Um, we we have therapists assigned to the property. There's no shame. The shame is gone. It's now a part of residency. Um, so yes, that, that is, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is our intent for sure. Well, that, that's good because as that continues to grow and the, the proof is in the results and, and the, and, um, um, the, the violence is down the, and all of those things then, because what you're, what you're trying to do is to create a community that buys into the same ideal which is you don't beat anybody up and you don't uh, uh, sexually abuse people and you treat everybody with respect. And if they buy into that and they, and then something happens, then they have no excuse. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, life is full of problems. There's plenty of problems and 
none of them should be, wow, when I put my key into the door tonight or, you know, whatever your schedule is, I'm scared. Am I going to get beaten today? Is my kid um, uh, uh, going to be uh, beat up by my my boyfriend, this guy that I've been dating uh, and, and he threatens me or or she threatens me or um, am I going to have to run to the neighbors again with my infant child because he's going to go on a rant or she's going to go on a rant? No, no, it's barbaric. It's barbaric. It's, it's, it's just what I said. It's, it's uh, barbaric, um, ludicrous, uh, like a savage, a beast. I mean, we are, we're humans. We're not, we're not, uh, beasts. I, I don't even know how else to say it. It's, it's inexcusable, unacceptable. You keep your hands to yourself. You keep your abusive mouths, your abusive ways, and your abusive hands to yourself. You practice safety. You practice freedom, freedom of choice. You practice respect. Um, and, and your one job as a former victim, you have one job. And that job is to not repeat the same mistakes. Exactly. Even as an abuser or no, uh, as a victim, I should say, as a, as a former victim, a survivor, uh, you cannot give the excuse. Oh, well, you know, I, I grew I grew up with violence. So I saw my dad beat up my mom or my mom beat up my dad. No, no, you have to break the cycle um, and it. it, it it's a practice every day. Uh, it, it, there is no, um, there's no break from it, but you, you get to heal, you get to heal. And if you raise your children that way, they will thank you for it. They will emulate you and you will heal from the pain. Um, it, it works both ways, you know? Um, yeah. Well, you know what they say that, uh, um, if not now, when, if not you, who, right. because if you, you, you have, and I would encourage anybody, if you have a past where you get angry and you take it physically or verbally or sexually out on somebody else, get help, um, go to a therapist, find out why, because that's not normal. You're being dysfunctional. If, if you're being abused, um, get help there get us into your properties get us yeah. into your properties get us into your schools your universities if you have children in 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 school and get us into your workplaces um there are two million incidents of workplace violence that occurs that comes out to be about thirty-three thousand per week and of those 17 result in a murder workplace violence the root of it is home violence the root of school violence is home violence. Everything starts in the home. And we are not saying at Oh So Safe that you're never going to fight. You're never go going to get into an argument with your spouse or your partner. We're not saying that. Of course, you're going to have disagreements. There's going to be conflict. But it should never, ever, ever cross the line of abuse. Not verbally, not physically, not sexually. That's what we're saying. I can't, I can't imagine, as a man, I can't imagine ever 
uh, ever hitting a woman. Uh, but that's but that's me. Um, uh, but uh, that is so great, Kevin. That is so great. Um, I, I've had a few people, uh, well, a number of people say that, and that is so great. Uh, you, you're the example. It, it can be done. <laughs> and the, and the cool thing is I, my children, both my boys will not ever hit a woman either. If they do, uh, I, I won't even bail them out of jail. So, you know, that, and they, they all know that we treat people with respect and kindness right. Right. and if we do that. So, uh, by the way, we've been talking with Sabrina Oso from the Oso Foundation, and she's got the website, which you can see is right there. And you can write that down and give her a call and, and talk to her about OsoSafe.com and all the work that they're doing. Uh, Sabrina, I've got just a couple of moments left. And so while we're here, I want you to take a moment and to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know for the next minute or two. Sure, sure. Well, we're not a foundation. Uh, we're not a nonprofit. We're not a charity. I just wanted to clarify. We are a business um, uh, with products and services. And um, I, I want to say th this is indeed a practice. Uh you don't fight in front of your children. We talked about pornography at great length. Um, do not pass that on to your to your children. Um, therapists, a normal part of residency. We, we will we are looking to make that a, a normal part of residency therapy. Um, there is something that just to it's worth noting um, for pornography because everybody thinks that it's always the man doing the abusing, but there is a branch of pornography called a financial dominatrix. Her real title should be a paid sex abuser. She poses as an upstanding citizen and these women are very dangerous. They are dominating, manipulating, controlling, and they will stop at nothing to get what they want. These are women that shoot videos from their home and they do convulsing, revolting, very disturbing things on and off camera. And these women prey on submissive men. And these men could have children and rope them into her world of domination. And she, like I said, she, she could be part of your PTA. She could be your neighbor. She could be living across the street. And what I advise is that Parents, um, definitely ask questions, know who your neighbor is. Um, you do not want these people uh, because these women will also invite clients to the residence. So you don't want these people in your communities and the children living in these circumstances are victims by far. So, and we make it a point at Oso Safe to educate on the subject uh, because a lot of people don't know about this. These women fly under the radar because everybody assumes that it's the man doing the abusing. Not always. So I, I, I thank you for letting me say that. I, I wanted to say that. Um, uh, did you ask me how people can find me? I'm sorry. I, well, at this point, the, uh, I assume they can, they can email you at Sabrina at ososafe.com. Yes. And mm -hmm. there any other ways you'd like them to get a hold of you? I'm on all the major social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Instagram, I, my YouTube. Uh, 
uh, I want to say to all children, you you have the right to be safe in your own home um, and, and, and say the cheer. I want to live where I am also oh safe and I am also oh safe with fill in the blank. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and, and that's on the YouTube channel as well. Um, but yeah, that would be the best way to reach me. Awesome. We have again have been talking with Sabrina Oso from Oso, the Oso Foundation, and go to Oso Foundation. It's a Oso Safe Company. Oso Safe Company business. Sorry about that. That was a slip. And the Oso Oso Safe dot com go there and uh sabrina thank you very much for the work that you're doing and trying to shed light on a very pervasive very difficult subject that that we we i hope to end in our lifetime i'm a little optimistic about that but i'm hopeful that we can at least make some strides in the end so if you'll wait right there i need to do this and i'll be right back Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other is all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.